and we will be live very shortly with a simulcast very special news announcement and um, we are broadcasting across Spreaker.com YouTube Twitter and we'll be in a few other regular spots as well Today we have some indigenous news. Hello, 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 and you're all very welcome to the Can Projects podcast, where we love to talk about culture, arts, nature, and wellness. And I'm your co-host and project coordinator, Shane McKay. And I'm your other co-host and project coordinator, Chris Sneed. Here at Can, we focus on open and inclusive dialogue. And um, if you like our show, you should check out our Patreon for ad-free exclusive content alongside early releases. That's right. Our brand new Patreon, which you can become a member on there and help support the show so we can grow for one euro a month plus VA. Or you can also check us out at our free archives over on Spreaker.com. That's the Can Projects podcast on Spreaker.com. And if you subscribe and follow us, you'll get an email notification every time some new content goes live. And we'd really, really support it, uh, appreciate the support. We need follows and we mm. need subs and we're getting there, but we, we, we need just to show a bit of solidarity now. So if you can do that, we'd really, really appreciate it. And if you'd like to email us, you can contact canprojects at canprojects.info at gmail.com. And we're here today unannounced, at short note, is doing a live simulcast which we haven't done in a while but we came across some very important news that we feel is really important that we get this covered so chris um you've got the you've got the down low on that yeah the aaia emailed us about something that's going to happen on the 6th of april that's uh the association on american indian affairs Affairs. we had shannon we had shannon o'loughlin the ceo from that group who've been established since 1922 on with us in a previous show yeah their 100 year anniversary this year it is um so this was actually from shannon um in preparation for the upcoming meeting on April 6th discussed in the press release below, the Association of American Indian Affairs is deeply troubled by the actions of the Bar Museum Association's failure to work with Native nations. It is feared that the so-called museum has been hoarding not only items removed from the bodies of elderly women and children and others from the massacre at Wounded Knee, but it also possesses Native bodies and or body parts from the massacre. Now, the massacre at Wounded Knee um, was mostly Lakota um, victims, although I hate to use the word victims. Um, well, they weren't survived. They, were, they didn't survive, so... Yeah, yeah. And, um, like, it was mostly women and children. Um, when the, What year was that, Chris? Do you know what year, when that happened? It happened in... 
on December the 29th, 1890. So, I mean, that's like in, in terms of history, that's not that long ago, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And were you telling me earlier, Chris, there's a chief who's going to, a representative that's going to. Yeah, Henry Redcloud. He's actually the great, great grandson. Oh, get my elbow out of his face. Um, he's actually the great, great grandson of Chief Redcloud, who was the chief of Lakota at that time. Um, So, I mean, he, t- he took on the, 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 the name red cloud and added a bit of henry to the beginning of it you know no. um, but yeah so um i have the i have the actual figures here um so 200 women and children killed 46 women and children wounded and the overall kind of casualties was 300 so and this museum they, is just basically has a ton of their stuff, including bodies and shoes and probably bits of jewellery and various artefacts. Everything. Everything that should have been left with them as, like, you know, like, it's just not right to steal off dead humans, like, you know, it's just... Do we know, do we know, like, how did that come about then? Do we know, like, who, is there any idea who did that? Yeah, it was actually the people who buried the bodies, they say. Um, here we are. It, was widely, it has been widely reported that the grave diggers at Wounded Knee Massacre removed these possessions from the bodies of the dead and buried them separately. And who were the, gra- the, who were the grave diggers, though? Who would that be? Like, oh, probably, so, some, probably some of the soldiers. like Or prisoners, either. Yeah, something like that. Um, so the, these possessions from the bodies of the dead and buried them separately once the aftermath of the massacre subsided they returned to claim the treasure and brought it back to the bar area where the collection was sold to a local resident Frank Root the room where these objects remain mirrors the long narrow shape of the mass graves at Wounded Knee Memorial on the Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota so yeah, yeah. So um, Chief Redcloud will be visiting the collection at 12 noon on Wednesday the 6th of April. He'll be meeting with members of the Board of Directors of the Bar Museum Association to officially request the return of these treasures to their rightful owners. It's unbelievable. Yeah, in this day and age, like... Yeah. You know, the fact that they, like, there is actually... um, There is actually, like, legislation that says that they should return them. Mm. Um, this let's see the museum is there so the federal law the Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act requiring the wor- the return of these stolen items to affiliate na- national nations does not apply because it has not received federal funding or public funding mm. and um, it's, they're, they're, they're not in compliance with a lot of things there themselves um, MA State Red regulations and registrations um and like this is exactly the kind of stuff we yeah. spoke to shannon about on the show when we had her on was this exact this exact topic like um, oh, yeah. and and we're going to be coming back to that again now we've another guest coming on who's going to talk about some of this kind of stuff with us but I tell you what chris we've got a couple of video clips to play so we'll come back after those and talk a bit more about this mm-hmm. and so i'll play those clips now then will i yeah Popped them on there. Okay. Shannon, 
O'Loughlin, who is a citizen of the Choctaw Nation of Oklahoma, and she's the chief executive of the Association on American Indian Affairs, which is the longest serving non-profit in Indian country. About 100 years old now. So Shannon has been practicing law for more than 20 years and is a lecturer at John Hopkins University. So the Association on American Indian Affairs is the oldest non-profit uh, that's been uh, doing work um, with tribes and in Indian country. We've been around since 1922. So this is our 100th year anniversary this year. Um, the organization initially uh, was created out of a really strong need um, from progressive thinkers that believed that tribes were sovereign nations and that they had a right to maintain uh, their lands and resources that were protected by treaty and other federal law, and that they had the right to be self-determining um, and determine their own um, uh, path forward as sovereign nations. Um, Indian land that had been protected by treaty and other um, uh, federal laws uh, and divide them up into small parcels and give them to individual families in an effort to break up the communal holdings uh, and sovereignty and jurisdiction of those tribes uh, and to help instill that individualistic uh, 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 value um, versus living um, uh, with dependence on one another in, in the community. community. in Canada and in the U.S. and across the world, indigenous peoples, have their children have been taken away in an effort to assimilate and acculturate those people. But it was just um, institutions of torture, basically. And so today our United States government is actually investigating the boarding school era in the United States. There's approximately 367, I believe, boarding schools that we're aware of that existed that were either federal institutions or they were church institutions that were funded and permitted by the federal government. So that was happening back in the early 1920s. Well, there you go. There's two clips, uh, short clips from the show, the one hour long, just over an hour long show we did with Shannon O'Loughlin, the CEO at the AAIA. You'll find their website at indian-affairs.org and that's the Association on American Indian Affairs. And we I can highly, highly recommend that people go and check out what they have to say. They're an absolutely wonderful group. They do absolutely vital work. And we're... And, and and we're going to be honoured by having another guest from the AAIA as well soon. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, no. Um, I've, I've, I have some information on Chief Henry Redcloud because he's kind of a bit of a, like, he kind of fits well with a lot of the stuff that we say, you know. 
So Chief Henry Red Cloud is a direct fifth generation descendant of Chief Red Cloud, one of the one of the last Lakota war chiefs and one of the most famous Native Americans in history. Henry was born and raised in Pine Ridge Reservation in South Dakota, home of the I'm I'm very sorry. Ogla Oglala Lakota Nation where the living conditions are extremely difficult. For more than a decade, Henry has devoted himself to developing his expertise with renewable energy applications that are environmentally sound, economically beneficial, and culturally appropriate today. Today, Henry is a 21st century Lakota warrior, bringing green technology and employment to Native American communities. He reminds tribes that they can live sustainably and shows them that by embracing clean renewable energy applications, there is a way to get back to a traditional relationship with Mother Earth. As Henry says, this is a new way to honour the old ways. Henry has been honoured by MIT and received an honorary doctorate from Washington University. That's really inspiring. Mm. That's that very is. inspiring, yeah. And so on the 6th of April, Chris, is it he's, where, where is it he's going to go? He's going to go to the Bar Museum in Massachusetts. Right. And he's going to be going there for 12... And at 2.30 on April 6th, a gathering for Chief Henry Red Cloud to the territory will convene at the Bar Town Hall located at 40 West Street in Bar, Massachusetts. Tribal elders from Massachusetts and the surrounding states will officially welcome Henry to the area. Henry will answer questions and discuss the dawning of a new era in regard to the Native Americans. Chief Red Cloud will share the perspective of his great-great-grandfather on our current state of affairs and how we as a world are in the time of the seventh generation. This is a time for all the people of the world to work together for the good of the planet. Wow. Um, the seventh generation would be something from Black Elk. Um, mm. And it's that's when all yeah. the, that's when they say like it's like all colors become one become one as brothers. Yeah, yeah the Rainbow Warriors. Yeah. 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 Um, and like Black Elk was also at Wounded Knee as well. Was he? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go, guys. That's some pretty interesting stuff. We're not going to stay on too long. I think that's as much as the, unless Chris, was there anything else there you wanted to touch on, or we're, we're good for now? Um, I'm I'm just shocked that they're being let get away with this. Like I'm I'm mm. I, yo, there shouldn't have to be so much effort to get bodies back to their families. Yeah, like you know. Well, do you know? I heard something funny there. You know, they kind of say like, hmm. you know, oh, you know, somebody finds like a bunch of dead bodies in their neighbor's garden, and it's and they're a serial killer. But when you find them scattered around, uh, you know, an old Catholic uh, school, nobody says anything. <laughs> that's <laughs> not really funny. No, that's that's sh- yeah. yeah, it's not funny, but that's the that's the truth. That's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that is, is the it truth. funny because it's true, or is it unfunny because it's actually true? <laughs> no, well, look, look, we, we we are going to cover this stuff a lot more, and as Chris mentioned, we're going to have another guest from the AAIA coming in who we're really, really thrilled to have in. We're gonna, we're not going to give away too much because sometimes when we give things away on here, um, 
things tend to move quite quickly but we'll just say we'd be really honoured to have this other guest in mm-hmm. and if there's anybody else out there who'd like to get in contact with CAM Projects um, whether you have an idea for a show or you'd like to ask us some questions or maybe you might know somebody who might make a good guest or you think that has something to add to the conversation we'd love to hear from you and you can email us at camprojects.info at gmail.com and Chris is there anything you'd like to leave us with? Help each other, help us all if you can. That's the one. You know, be made be traditional. That's the one. In- and we'll also do the other tradition, which is to wave. Shane messing up the outro live on the air. Ah, <laughs> I haven't sure. done that in a while. Yeah, sure. It's forgivable. We haven't done a live show in a while either. That's very true. We haven't, and we will be back to, to do a few more. Uh, We'll be doing a few more. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Okay, amigos. Record you. Slanga fall like a canary and bow her live. Stop.